because there was no there was no fall off. If anything, I I gained. Well, that's good. More people were though. Sometimes I guess it just takes maybe a pandemic to change a person's mind. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Suele volumen. Conversation with the people who were with me. In the world. And welcome to Carlos Tonight. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you all. So way back when, I was a news director in Las Cruces, New Mexico. That's about 45 minutes north of El Paso, Texas. I was working for public television and radio, and one of my many duties was to create content for television, radio, and online. I started a segment called iFitness 10 years ago this month to help motivate people to be active and eat healthy. And one of the guys I talked to for that segment is this week's guest, Chris Pedrosa, the Supreme Assailant. Hey, man, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Um, it's good to see that you're still helping average Joes and average Janes get fit. What do you think keeps you going? Motivating people and make sure they get their goals, their results. Goals, needs, and wants must be met. So when I met you, I was a little bit overweight and lost. And I remember going to the gym and having a hard time just walking through the door, I did the treadmill for like, I don't know, a minute or two. And then I went home and ate a pizza or whatever it was. What's, um, when, you meet, when you meet people like me, how do you help them get over that initial first time at the gym or that initial like fear of going, walking into a gym? Um, you usually try to, I usually try to mention about the fear and doubt complex. Because with if you incorporate both, you can't move on to the next level. So it's all about baby steps. Uh, usually, when people are barely starting, it's best to hire somebody. That way, you don't just go in there not knowing what you're doing. You need to know. Yeah, you need to know what what you're doing, um, and it's always good to get to some speak to somebody who knows what they're doing. But you also have to let them know any ailments or any issues going on before you go full blast into a program. So when I met you, you had red eyebrows. Do you still have red eyebrows? No. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Do you remember that? No, I, uh, I got rid of all that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So one thing that I love about your program is that you, um, you have a way to get people out of their comfort zone. How hard is that to get someone to do something that they're not used to doing? It's not, it's not, uh, it's actually really not that hard. It's everything is based on modification. You have to be able to know pre-existing current injury and entry level individuals too. So you always start baby steps. Um, people tend to look at the material that I have and they think, Oh, I can't do that. Well, that may be true, but we're not going there all the way. 100%. There are always modifications met to what I'm doing. That way we can mimic the same movements. And then once you get to a point to where you can do, then we do perform that advanced movement. And I know um, from your videos and your pictures and stuff, you know, you're full of muscle. And I know that you weren't born that way. Tell me the first time that you said it was time for a change, that you wanted something different. Oh, I, uh, there was a math teacher at one of my high schools and I... 
you know, one day she pulled me to the side and she said, you know, if you don't realize what's going to happen, it's going to be too late. So that pretty much in another way had said that I was fat without telling me. Um, but she made it, she just created a, a much bigger perspective or more uh, open to my eyes. The curtains were completely wiped, wiped away because then I was, I took that into account. And then I also took the the bullying in effect where I used to be bullied back in the, you know, back, back then. And it, it all correlated to, I kind of told myself, well, hey, I don't want to be like this anymore because it's going to repeat the same, pretty much the same cycle if I don't do anything about it. So everything started right at 15. And then, you know, mixed martial arts came in at 16 a year later. What was your reaction to yourself when you started seeing, like you started losing weight and started getting more fit and being more active? You know, um, it took a while because when you're a fat kid, pretty much throughout your life, you kind of still have that fat, fat kid mentality. Yeah. You can, you know, there were, I, I kind of do what's called a cheat day. And, you know, every, you know, Saturday I would have that cheat day, but sometimes I get to a position to where I'm like, Oh no, if I eat this, I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to get fat again. You know, and like, and it took a long time for, it took a long time for me to get out of that, yeah. that mode. I, pretty much told myself, you know, one day I'm like, hey, like I trained so much, like why are you freaking out? You know, if the body resets when you throw in an unknown, you know, foreign foreign substance, which would be the cheat day, because the other six days you're eating very clean. So your body actually just dumps it away. Mm-hmm. So it actually re-regulates the thyroid. That's what people, a lot of people don't know also. Oh. Yeah. Historias de un reportero. A couple of months after we met, I decided to make that change, and I met a young man who was nice enough to train me and to show me about uh, lifting and about uh, diet, and we worked together as a group, him and his friends, and we would work out Monday through Saturday, and my diet changed. I was exercising regularly, eating better. I mean, I, I felt really good. What's your advice to people once they take that first step? Okay, so once you already have the necessary help, you have to find, you have to think of the, how bad you want to rule. There has to be something within your life that created that change for you to do what was needed because you need to help from the trainer. Yeah. And it, only now you should be able to keep whatever happened, use it as a, use it as fuel to shift to a positivity. So you shift from the left to right paradigm of the brain and use it more for fuel. And you may not want to use it, but it it helps. It only helps to maintain and keep going. And not only that, you can become, you know, a motive motivation for somebody else who is in was in the route or is in the route that you were, and then you can help them too. You may not be the prof- you know professional, but yeah. you can help them baby steps into leading that way. So, okay, we're nearing the end of the year. It's been a crazy 2020, and I'm sure people are still coping with the quarantine 15. How do you, um, what's your advice on getting through the holidays this year? Always be mindful for what what you're eating because if you're, uh, 
if your intake is more than what you're spending, expending, then you are going to gain the weight. So it's always the balance of the scale. Um, this mm-hmm. just is the best time before it happens to do something. Um, and usually what people do are online, yeah. you know, online with online trainers or coaching to get them through. Um, it's, it's virtually the same in the same aspect. And, you know, once you get an online coach and trainer, then once you kind of get the baseline of your own mechanics and movement, then you can branch off away and use that motivation, your own motivation to keep going again. What do you think about, cause I know you're all over social media. What do you think about folks out there who are, you know, uh, recording their workouts, sharing their workouts? Does that help people? Yes. I would say it, it, it definitely does help. Um, even if people are starting at five pounds, 10 pounds, it creates more of an awareness or a community for the community, mm-hmm. for those who are trying to be better, look better, mm-hmm. do better. So, you know, uh, we all have different shapes and people really don't, you know, they don't, don't want to always look at the muscular guy they always want to know who they can relate to. Right. So that way they can be like, I want that shape. Um, True. Just, just note that the person who looks the part is more than likely the best bet, the best option when it comes to taking you into that journey, weight loss, muscular journey, whatever journey it may be, athletic, you know, you know, you never know. You never know if somebody that's an average Joe might be an athlete inside, and then you can completely tra- transform them, and then they're the star of you know who knows what. They might be the next some somebody. And your your clients are are not just average Joes and average James, right? They're bodybuilders and all that sort of stuff, right? I have a mix of different different types. My um, you know, as young as five years old, I train uh, sixty over sixty plus years of age. Um, Heaviest, heaviest 420 pounds that I've trained, mm-hmm. um, all different shapes, different, you know, marathon runner, uh, rugby, football, mixed martial artists. It's, I, I've just trained, I've trained all different types within the 12 years that I've That's been, so awesome. Yeah, within 12 years I've been doing this, it's just different types. Even army, army, even army that need PT. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, I, it, crazy how they come to me and they think that PT was hard when they come to me it's totally yeah. different it, it's much harder oh yeah so it's good because I, I also wake them up too and like they're they they kind of freak out or they you know I sh- because I shock their body so when somebody's writing their their goals for like the new year and they want to um, start working out in the new year talk can you talk about how um, I've heard people shouldn't you know start big they should be realistic with their goals, right? Right. You should still write the long term, but short term should uh, the short term list should always be the first thing you look at. Um, always check mark what's the easiest thing that you can do now that isn't part of the long term, because you do still have to write the long term. You know, I, I, you can write so much short term, but eventually you're going to need where, you know. If somebody's looking for a certain body image, they're going to need a, a photo of somebody or something. So that could be considered the, the long-term goal. Um, they just have to recognize that once you get there, it's still maintenance. You just can't stop. 
there's just no way. It's, uh, in, you know, you can stop if you feel like your body is, you know, uh, not recovered completely, but that's learning how to um, manage your own uh, instinctive, uh, you know, instinctively going through your body and listening to when you need a break or not. In the beginning, it's more like you go full-fledged. You just go 100%. Um, but there is recovery needed. And so I'm, I'm curious, um, what does a supreme assailant eat on a regular day? <laughs> um, I usually have my protein, carbs, and fats uh, measured out based on where, what I'm trying to do as far as with the body. Right now, I'm just uh, maintenance. I'm not trying to go either up or down. So I have to it's just measure it accordingly. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would say, for example, like like today I you know did my training. It would be around two to three hours. So I don't even eat until about 12 or 1. So I do fast for 12 to 14, max 16 hours that I fast. Mm-hmm. Um and then once I do my training, I'll do my protein shake. I'll do my two different selections of fruits. Mm-hmm. And I'll always change, change the pattern. So today was uh, apple banana mm-hmm. with uh, 40 grams of protein, whey protein. And then an hour later, I had I had uh, 16 ounces of ground turkey with 16 ounces of jasmine rice and a full avocado. Nice. Sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Yeah, and then I had another shake three hours later, and then two hour, another hour after that, I had uh, 12 ounces of uh, grilled chicken with half a bell pepper, onion, uh, tomato. And you're making me hungry. <laughs> and jalapeno. And I did that with, uh, I had oatmeal on the side, but I had I made the chicken, and then I had some oatmeal on the side, 12 ounces. And mm. then last thing would be uh, two Quest bars. Two Quest protein bars and a cup of cup of uh, almonds. Not a full cup. I'm sorry. Uh, like maybe shot glass, mm-hmm. a little bigger than a shot glass worth of almonds. Do you write all that down, or just by memory? It, this is by memory. Nice. Yeah. If, if I do, if I need to do like uh, nutrition plans for people, I will have to do like number. I would have to like sit down and do the numbers and all that. Yeah. But I've already known mine so much. And every time um, I started a wor- new workout routine or a diet or whatever. Nutrition is always key. What foods do you recommend people stop eating like right now or stop drinking today? Processed foods. It, anything, uh, people have to look at the back of uh, nutrition labels and look at the ingredients. There's so many mm-hmm. ingredients. The idea is to be closer to the source without having any extra fillers, like the chi- like everything fast food, anything grease-related, chips, um, processed, yeah, the Cokes. Not Coke. Sugar. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, you got to completely dump uh, the heavy set fats that are like the hydrogenated oils and all the yeah. canola oil, all that bad, bad oil. Everything processed in sugar. That's the first thing to go. Okay, so so we know what you eat. Tell me uh, for the audience out there who are wondering where you got your name from, the Supreme Assailant. <laughs> Supreme attacker of your current fitness goals. Goals needs in one. Nice. So you're attacking at the source, whether it be physical or psychological. Is that something that happened overnight or did you think about it like months or maybe a year? Uh, I would say it's more towards like the overnight. Yeah. Because once I had the name, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, once I had the name, I, it was just 
I just went went at it. So okay, I'm sure you you um, talk to clients with this problem. If they're in a funk or they hit a plateau, I hit a plateau about three years after I met you. Um, what's your advice on getting out of it? Uh, figuring out what happened. You have to look at mindset now. Mm-hmm. You have to speak to you have to speak to the person, the source, clients. Uh, what happened? What's going on? You have, I would. Have, uh, first thing I would look at would be the nutrition, but actually I would ask them what's going on first because things change even every second, minute, hour, day. Usually that's what happens. There's a shift somehow. Mm-hmm. And if it's not that, then I'd be, okay, let me see the nutrition. Yeah. And then if it's the nutrition, then you figure out that it's not optimal enough because they're burning way too much and their intake is less now. So they're expending too much. Right. Usually it's always psychological though. Uh, people tend to downplay the mind. The mind is very strong. So it, every person can't take everything. Not everybody has a strong mind. So people tend to go to the, I'm going to grab the ice cream route because I'm depressed mode. Yeah. Instead of having to attack it, attack the source of the issue. So some of the benefits of working out, I mentioned earlier, I started uh, fitting in you know, more clothes. I started buying like medium sized clothes. The real fit people would come up to me and kind of throw me a compliment. What are some of the other benefits that people see or, or feel when they start losing weight? Uh, better sleep. Usually within the first two weeks, you see, you notice better sleep. Energy would be next. They're usually sluggish and it correlates with the food. If food is sluggish per se, because of the grease, you are going to be you are going to be that because, mm-hmm. you know, because of the intake. So, and overall well-being too. Usually, when you see that mm-hmm. first five pounds, the person's always having self-doubt. Yeah. They may not even fear, but there's always a doubt. It's just doubt. They're, they've been throwing so much negativity that they doubt life, probably even too. Yeah. Once you see the first, once you see the first five pounds, then it gets them kind of like, hey, well, you know what? Mm-hmm kind of keep going at this and then when they see the 10 pounds 15 then then they're much more comfortable they might even take off their shirt at the pool when they never used to i mean that's a male i mean or a female would be like going from a, a full one piece to like now bikini yeah i remember i started wearing tank tops for the first time in my adult life yeah when i started uh, losing weight So what's the craziest thing that you've done on a diet? I know for me, uh, my job used to have like pizza delivered. And I remember going to the break room, grabbing a slice, sticking it in my mouth, and then spitting it all out just so I can have like the juices or the feel for (laughs) it in my mouth. Have you ever done anything crazy like that? You know what? uh, I was going to mention before about how at 15, 16 was my change. Uh, I just didn't think it was going to be suitable for the crowd. But since you mentioned it, um, I used to regret my cheat days and I used to force vomit. I used to throw I used to throw it out because I felt bad. Really? Yeah. It took a long time for me to get rid of that. Wow. How did you overcome that? Uh, I think I just said, like, stop. Like, like you work, you work out way too much, bro. Yeah. That's what I told myself like that. Wow. At 15. Okay. So freshman year going into sophomore year, I lost. 50 pounds in two and a half months. I came back. Yeah, I came back. People were like, what happened to you? Mm-hmm. Ended, ended up being most changed senior year. Yeah. Um, but even throughout that time, I, you know, like, 
I still had the cheat days, but I still felt bad. Wow. So, hey, we're talking about uh, maybe another five to eight years I was still doing that. Did you suffer any like medical complications because of that or? No, I, nothing, nothing wasn't, didn't get, it didn't get too bad. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, okay. So speaking of crazy, this, as I mentioned, this entire year has been crazy. Uh, how has the last several months been for you and your clients who depend on you and, um, who you depend on them too, right? Yeah. You know, it hasn't even been that crazy at all. It, uh, you know, the last 10 years I had my facility and then 10, 11, and then, but we're going about almost two years that I've been doing mobile trainer now. And my methodologies have always been outdoors anyways. Oh, that's right. I've only used 20% indoors. So I had mobile trainer before the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. And then when it hit, it was, I was already in a position to keep going with doing what I was already doing. So there was no, there was no fall off. If anything, I, I gained. Well, that's good. More people were, though, were, were curious about what I was doing, which I was already doing. Wow. Sometimes I guess it just takes maybe a pandemic to change a person's mind. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, where can people find you? And I know that, um, I know you're on YouTube and you do the Facebook. How's that all working out for you? It's, it's all working. It's, uh, I would say, yeah, I mean, Instagram, Facebook is probably the, the biggest where I would see the, uh, see the traffic in, you know, I have LinkedIn, Snapchat, Snapchat, another one too. You know, everyone's on Snapchat. Usually that's the thing. Snap is snap is in face facebook's out because facebook's for family you know and different other stuff instagram is where it's supposed to be mm. yeah on instagram i'm under uh at one mobile trainer and at supreme assailant and then the facebook is at at supreme assailant training facility have you ever done like bodybuilding shows i've done one i did a men's physique <clears throat> competition and i placed top five out of uh 40, 42. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that was my first show I ever done. Nice. Did that kind of motivate you to keep going? It did. Uh, I did. I do wanted to do uh, upcoming shows. Not quite too sure about the bodybuilding aspect of it too, because I'm I'm more functional based, uh, and if I go bodybuilding route, I have to sacrifice speed, and so it depends on what I want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I definitely do plan. And if somebody's in their 40s thinking that it's kind of all over for them, it's not, right? It's never over. It's never too late. Be sure your mindset is 100 and going going into this, and it's never over. It's never too late. All right, Chris, it's always good catching up with you. Chris Pedrosa, the Supreme Assailant. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep motivating. God bless you, my friend. Thank you. Be safe. Conversation with the people who were with me. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Check me out at Carlos Tonight on Twitter and Instagram and Carlos Tonight Podcast on Facebook for more on the show and upcoming guests. My theme was created and performed by Skin Gallus. The show was produced by yours truly, Carlos Correa. Carlos Tonight is available every other Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. Dale,